0: Hey guys, welcome to Journey to Integrity Um, I do not think that I will do any readings in this update I have decided that um, the word episode in like seven at the different languages I looked up is still the word episode I don't like it. I feel like I'm some kind of and yes, before I say this, this is completely a wrong thing to believe. I do not, I feel like I'm some kind of like star or something like, like someone's going to dig through my trash or my underwear or sue me for non, some nonsensical reason or be up in my life for no reason and... I am generally a private person even though I'm running a memoir. I'm kind of hoping to like and down low a little bit. I'm really just kind of hoping to like help myself and help people, help people more, help myself. Um equally help people. I wouldn't I wouldn't say more. I would say equal. Even Steven, help help. I'm just hoping it will help. Um I don't want to be a person that has episodes, <laughs> I guess. I, I think I figured it out. I've never wanted to be known. Um, and so I think it really bothers me, the word episode. So we're going to start calling them updates. So welcome to this update of Journey to Integrity. And please don't dig through my trash. You will find all kinds of menstrual stuff. Mm-hmm. I swear to God. If someone starts digging through my trash, I will make myself have a menstrual cycle just so you have to dig through it. If someone stalks me, I don't know what I'll do. I'll probably find something equally disgusting to do to them. See, I'm terrified of it. I have anxiety. I don't want to be known. Uh <sighs> And then, of course, I was listening to a podcast today. So shout out to Morbid. I love that podcast, Morbid. And um, it was about people who were famous that didn't necessarily want to be in the limelight. I guess one person who was famous, who didn't necessarily want to be in the limelight. Her name was Sophie, I believe. I don't remember her last name because they can't pronounce it. It is French. I'm not great at pronouncing French. Um, I'm better at pronouncing in Spanish in Spanish, um, but, yeah, she was murdered, and I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that she was famous after everything was, you know, gone through, but it's still like, you know, kind of an iffy, like, don't look at me, don't touch me, don't talk to me, why the heck are you staring at me, um, I actually had, um, in the place that I live right now, In one night, I had over 200 downloads in the place that I live. and I do want to get my memoir out there. I I do know that I have to have more of a social media presence in order to accomplish my goals in life, which are to publish my memoir, um, of course, for raising my children, same time publish my memoir oh you know own a house so I don't have to like spend 90 percent I might even exaggerate when I say 90%. like I know I exaggerate but I'm not exaggerating right now my rent is 90 percent of my income I do not qualify for any type of Medicaid or nutrition assistance or anything we live off of rice in beans, (laughs) I work 80 hours a week, I do not get paid for overtime, because salary motherfuckers, welcome to America, they don't care, one time, (laughs) one time, I clocked, like, literally, one like, oh my gosh, it's like, literal, I'm saying literal, like, three weeks ago, my boss had to call me, and she's like, I know you put in, you know, 83 hours for this pay period. And, you know, I limited it for that pay period because it was around the holidays. But they're really mad because you only put in four hours one day and 12 hours the next day on Saturday. And they don't count Saturday. So you need to put eight hours in every day. They don't care if you work overtime. Just put in eight hours every day. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like... The amount of work you give me is like no human could accomplish. I am a master's level social worker working for contract work for both state and federal government. That requires some human finesse. You can't just barge in there and be like, what is your name? What is your age? What is your gender? Hey. Tell me who your mother was. Tell me who your grandmother was. Tell me if you were beaten as a child. I want to hear all about it. You can't do that. As a, like you can't. There is some finesse involved, and there is some human interaction, and human interaction takes time, especially if you are dealing with people of color. Like if you're especially dealing people of color, but especially if you are dealing with native people of color. Like, Native Americans have a justified and long history of being uprooted and slaughtered. In slaughtered, I'm going to make that a new word. They were slaughtered They were slaved. Like, now I can't make enslaved. They were slaughtered. Holy motherfucking monkey of God. They were slaughtered, enslaved raped, tortured, vilified, vilified in every way possible by giving any type of information to the white man. And so here I am as a white woman coming in and going, hey, yes, I see you in your poverty, but you don't get to know that I'm also in poverty, Because I can't share my story with you. You don't get to know my life struggles. Because I can't share that with you. But I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. Which are going to make you feel judged. And I can only let you know. That you are not judged. By the ways I ask those questions. The way they look you in the eyes. And the ways I respond. That doesn't always work guys. It's ingrained. There is cultural And lifelong and past trauma that comes into it. And that is not something you can say, well, they gave me three hours. They gave me three hours to gather a person's life story, basically. They gave me three hours, not just a person, a family. I get three hours to judge a a family's life story. It's easy if it's a person, a single adult. Becomes harder that person's married. It becomes so much harder. You know, adult children in the household, adult cousins, any other adults in the household become harder. And it becomes so much harder the more reclusive they are. You know, I mean, it's just an uphill battle. Like, hey, I'm a nice person, I won't put anything in there that you. You know, absolutely, that the federal and state government absolutely does not, t- not need to know. Please trust me. I've had people walk behind me when I'm typing and watch what I'm typing. Or bend down, put their glasses on, and watch what I'm writing. And I'm just trying to help. Just trying to help. I'm trying to make sure that. People aren't judged based off their class, their sex, uh, etc. People aren't judged based off things that they have no control over. Yeah, I know rich people would say, oh, yeah, we work hard enough. You pull it by your bootstraps and bullshit, and bullshit, and bootstraps and bootstraps. And I like to see those goddamn bootstraps because they must be made of goddamn steel. Because I've been pulling my bootstraps up since forever and they just keep breaking. So, um, yeah, it's a hard job that I have. And it's emotionally draining, so I'm emotionally exhausted right now. And I have to see, you know, a lot of children um, in unfortunate situations. And, you know, it's not an always easy call. Because, you know, the licensed places that children can go to are for well-off people who can afford a license. Yes, they have better resources. Yes, they have to leave places that are better, but family matters. You know, dig a hole in the yard and go poop. It's whatever the kid wants as long as they're loved and they're not being neglected and they're not being abused. But it's, I won't say it's a hard call. I would say it's hard to get the families to trust that I'll make the right call. And because they can't trust that I'll make the right call, they often end up shooting themselves in the foots, the foots by not signing the forms that I need to be signed in order to make sure children stay with their families. I guess I should just really just say it now. I'm, a, I'm a state and federally contracted adoption and foster specialist. I'm a glorified social worker. You um, don't get paid that much, of course. I didn't enter social work to get paid a lot. I entered social work to help people, and with the expectation that America gives you that if you have a bachelor's and master's degree, you'll be able to support yourself and your family. Yeah, welcome to America, motherfuckers. They lied. They'd like to all of us. I've had four jobs to not be able to support my children alone. And I can't do it. So it is what it is. I'm supporting us now. But it's very, very frustrating and very hard. Very draining. And I don't get a moment to myself. So being emotionally drained as I am and the fact that a little girl, and he's not even two. I won't say her age, but she's got some medical issues, um, a lot of medical issues, and she's really, really, really good foster to adoption family. I would recommend this foster to adoption family to anyone. Like I am so happy when they come up. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Put that kid there. Because they are so used to medically fragile children and they're so active and proactive and aware. But this child in November through December ended up in lots, lots of hospitals. And with necrosis to her fingers and toes and parts of her finger and toes are still falling off. And her limbs might fall off. And she's just a baby. She's just a little baby. Um... She's had more than, like, 16 surgeries in her life. You know, I've had, like, right now, top of my head, I haven't counted. Right, I mean, I haven't counted. On top of my head, I've had, like, six surgeries, maybe. Yeah, six surgeries. I've, and they were all traumatic in their own ways. This little baby who can't even, like, talk yet because of all of this, all that's going on, almost, it's just horrified and you can see in her eyes you can see how scared she is and unsure of her role and she can't move or advocate or talk or do anything for herself and the only consolation that I have is when she's with a really good foster to adoptive family and that her parents' rights will be severed soon and when I say that I mean that Because when I say the parents' rights should be severed, I mean that. I am all for understanding that parents are not born with a manual to how to raise a child. I'm all for parents make mistakes. I'm all for parents, biological parents, and the love. But this little girl did not deserve who she was born into. And... neglect that she experienced and if it if I'm gonna get off this tangent but I will say this if she had not been brought into care by the state she would be dead. She was almost dead. Very 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 close to being dead So you know and I do understand that it's hard for people that are on substances or young or just unaware and not very intelligent. We are all born with different intelligence levels. I understand that. To know what to do when there's children born to them with different medical emergencies and medical needs. I understand that. But I also sometimes can't understand why you just wouldn't... We have resources now. Like, we have... You don't have to put them out in the cold and hope a fairy comes and gets them from the fairy ring. Like, you can go to the hospital and say, I don't know what the hell to do. I want to be this child's mother, but I don't know what the hell to do. And just be there. Like, we have those resources now, especially with impoverished people. I'm, like, right smack dab in the middle. I don't qualify for anything. But... These parents, most of the time, not all the time, do. And so it's like, or you know, just drop them off. They're dying and you can't take care of them because you're too strung out. You can't feed them. Drop them off somewhere. I mean, I'm sure the freaking guy at the gas station, many of the guys at the gas station that go to here to the gas up, they would do something better. They would call the police, they would call somebody, they would call the ambulance. Find somebody kind, look them in the eyes and say, help this baby, help this person, help this person. You don't have to go to the hospital. You don't have to sign your rights away. Just say, help this person in my arms that I am too strung out or desperate to care for. So I guess this is what this podcast is about. I'm emotionally exhausted. And I need ten minutes a day to be myself. I just need ten minutes a day to be in my own head and my my daughter can't give me that. And we had the whole conversation again today, how I'm a person and I need ten minutes. And again, we talked, and she and I cried, because I was crying, because it's constant. I'm walking the door, screaming, screeching, whining, fussing. And I'll try to sit in the parking lot for a little bit, but I'm anxious to get back to my kids. And I do sit in the parking lot for a little bit. But, you know, what did you bring me, Mom? You know, et cetera. And I'm, it's just me. I'm the only adult here, so... I just need 10 minutes I just need 10 minutes so we had the conversation about how mommy is a person mommy has needs mommy has boundaries you know mommy still loves you and we you know we tried that and then she went right down the stairs screaming I don't feel like you love me because you know she was born to narcissistic family she was. Her family is slightly narcissistic, her paternal family, and I'm trying to fight it. And I'm not saying that, like, meanly. I'm not saying that, like, you know, like, they have to change. They are. There's That whole family is slightly narcissistic. Um, the way they raise their children to the way they treat their kids when they're adults. I mean, I respect the way they treat their kids. And as adults, I mean, respect the family unit because my family unit actually sucks. Um, for instance, I've had this podcast for a bit and um, I think two people in my old hometown, which I did send to my biological mother, downloaded it. I'm not like frustrated. I have a large, I am frustrated, but... I'm not like dis. I'm not. I'm not re-disappointed. I've been disappointed by them so many times. That I, I've come to the point where, yeah, it's that's the way it is. Um, so I have a large maternal family. Um, they just don't understand me and Catholicism, et cetera. So, um. So I'm disappointed again. I understood it was going to happen. I was really hoping this time for a little bit more support. You know, they're redeemed. their redemption would have been nice. Um, just because, you know, I want everybody to be, to be redeemed as people. But, you know, maybe one... I'm just on a tangent right now, but... I'm done with my visits for the month. It is the 30th. I do have to work tomorrow the 31st, which is a Saturday, because I was so emotionally exhausted from this month when I got home that I really just wanted some alone time for 10 minutes. And I spent three hours trying to get it for my kids. Just 10 minutes is all I wanted. And I finally broke down, I started crying, and I sent them away to the guest room, I was like, you guys be together, it's not actually the guest room, I say that because I really want to have a guest room, I don't have a guest room, my son sleeps in the living room, or dining room, he's got his bedroom dining room, and his living room is the, where his stuff is, my daughter sleeps in the second bedroom, I sleep upstairs, and the First bedroom, I guess. One, two, there's two bedrooms. I can't afford it anymore. It's an apartment, it's like nine hundred square feet. Master's degree, two hundred and eighty thousand dollars worth of student loans. Welcome to America, motherfuckers. Um, but no. I sent them to I sent them to his room. I mean her room because I couldn't deal with it anymore with the they're so spoiled. It's just so hard. It's like I love them so much, and they get everything they need. And I try so hard to make sure they have everything I want. And my son is really good, because now he's older. He just doesn't press for things that he wants. He knows I'm trying. My daughter is just constant, it's constant. What'd you bring me, what'd you bring me? Is it chocolate, is it this? I can't even afford fucking meat. You know? make good money for everybody. I mean I make good buddy. I make good money. But there's nothing available for a single earner household and there hasn't been ever. Ever. You think they would have gotten it in the 1930s? Or the 1940s at least when women went to work and men were dying in the wars and women became more of an earning force. You think somebody would have gotten it. Women get paid less. If they enter a profession, whether it's teaching or lawyer, the wages go down. It's a fact. If a woman becomes a teacher and they inundate the workforce, and there's less male teachers, the wages of the teachers go down. If the women enter the EMT force, and there's more EMTs than males, the wages go down. Social work has always been women. That's never going up. That's why men won't become social workers. I mean, we have one male. We have one male in a multi-million dollar organization In, what is it? He's one male in five counties in my state. His wife works, though. And his children are grown. I'm not saying anything bad about him. I'm glad he's a social worker. Actually, I think that he was actually a social worker before his children were grown, but he, he did have a partner. I am nobody. And I'm just frustrated This is not my truth. I am not living to survive. I'm living to live. And I'm tired of living to survive. And I'm not tired of helping people. I'm not tired of that. But I'm tired of helping people without any recognition for the fact that my soul and heart is constantly drained. I can't help anybody if I can't help myself. Which is why I think teachers and social workers and everybody else in the amenities should be paid like a fucking person that's entering the goddamn armed forces. $30,000, come join us. Your intelligence is high. Here you go. That's right, down payment on the house. There you go. You don't have to worry about that until you're 60. You know what I mean? Like, I'm in my freaking 40s. And I'm still trying to freaking buy a car that I won't break down every time I start it. I'm not bad with money either. I'm great with money. I mean, if I wasn't, we'd have nothing to eat. I went two years about but without buying a new pair of underwear. And that was gross. It was freaking my OBGYA told me how to buy new underwear. She told me how to buy new underwear because I was giving myself, you know, women's issues by not replacing my underwear. In her words, no matter how many times you wash it, if you wash it right, you have to replace it. So, yeah. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. But I'm not giving up. Just tired. And you guys see where my dream state is preferable now? Does anybody see why my dream state is preferable now? And can I please have a week's vacation? Or, you know, the world changes. People recognize the services of those that keeps society actually running because what we say is that we value empathy and selflessness and kindness but what we reward what do we reward as a society in America I can't speak for other cultures and societies I could possibly because I've studied them all but I'm not gonna But what do we reward in America? Selfishness. Greed. Soothed talking. Someone who can't even find a synonym for the word good. Oh, they're all good. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, my constituents are good. Yeah, they're good. Like, seriously? You can't find a synonym for the word good? I'm not going to say it. Donald dump. Like, he ruined my country, and I'm... For my, you know, my generation, he ruined it. I cried and I sobbed when he was elected because I thought, I cannot believe this many people in the world are so selfish and so bought in by flashy grandeur. But I get it, you know, a lot of people gravitate to those those with money. I get it. I understand it. I don't understand it because I never will accept it. But I understand that you understand it. I So that's where I was getting at with movie stars. I don't understand this whole, like, glamour. And, oh, my God, it's this person and this person, I think. I don't know. If someone asked me my favorite movie star was, I would have no idea. I don't know their names. I don't know. I don't care. They're in a movie. They're my For better or worse, they're my entertainment at the moment. You know, they're doing their job. They're doing it well. They're not saving somebody. They're not changing anything. But yes, if those people do speak out and use the power they have to change something for the better or be worthy of the status, then I know their names. You know, I know the names of my doctors and The EMTs have done a good job. And, you know, war veterans, et cetera, that have done exceptional work for people, humanity, my country. But I don't care about people. I do care. I do care about all people, but I don't care about their, their stories and who they're dating. Oh my God. You know, I don't care about that because they're doing their job, they're the entertainment. They're the vampire, or they're the witch, or they're the the villain, etc. They're in the story, you know. They're in a story, in a story that isn't real. And I live a stories, a uh, stories. I live many stories throughout my day, and they aren't real. And if I were to glorify every god or goddess or angel. Or a vampire or werewolf or parasitic fish that I met, I'd be lost in a, in a goddamn bubble of goo. And it's just not realistic. And it just annoys me. Glorify the people that advance society, your teachers, the people that show you kindness, the cashier that smiles at you and tells you to have a good day and actually means it and looks you in the eye or the gas station attendant, you know, like the people in your lives that you ignore to go out into this world of social media or entertainment to glorify for a little adrenaline high telling you it's not worth it. And I'm so sorry if I'm lecturing, but I'm telling you guys to a child, to a baby, to anybody, it shouldn't be worth it. The people that should be worth it, the people that are there with you, that support you, that love you, that give you a moment of consideration, a moment of kindness, a moment of understanding. When has God I'm trying to pull a freaking actor out of my head? When they can't, what is, I don't know, see, I can't even do it. When has this person given you a moment of consideration and they have, kudos to them. If you, okay, The Rock, my son likes The Rock and I hear he's a good guy. I don't know that. I don't remember the guy. I don't know if he's a good guy, but if he's given you a moment of consideration, a moment of kindness a look says i know you're human and i'm human and we're all struggling to survive and we all hope to live in this survival then he's worth it but to glorify the rich the powerful the famous it's not something it's it's glorification and and it, i'm not christian but as a christian isn't that wrong don't you guys have that in your bible To say we will not honor anybody above our God. Like, isn't that contradictory? To glorify a human being above a God. Your God. And I'm not Christian, and I'm spiritual, and I believe in many gods and goddesses. And I don't glorify anybody above anybody. Not a goddess or a God or humanity, or even a goddamn snail on the ground. I'm not saying I'm right and you're wrong. I'm just saying, think about who you are glorifying. Because people glorify a person with a goddamn orange tan. He doesn't give a shit about you. Could you imagine if someone can come along and go, poof, Donald Dump, you're a god. You could do whatever you want. You could be omnipresent and omniscient. And there you go. Would you really have wanted that person to be your God? Because you made him out to be a God. Some people did. Some people made him out to be a God over their religion and over their, their religion and over their country which country is kind of a thing for me because I don't believe in borders. But don't get me on that tangent right now because I'm not going to get on it because I just got off the tangent of people are kind of weird with their glorification. But um, everybody, be well, be safe, be happy. This is me having an empathetic breakdown as an empath. In a job that is highly empathetically draining the children that are highly empathetically demanding, physically demanding. And a society who judges me for being a single mom. Who thinks I just want a baby daddy because I do not. I do not want a baby daddy because I could do it myself, bitches. I am the mom and the daddy. And I'm not on substances. You know, I'm not on substances because I just don't want to be. Guess what? Hoo-hoo! God, I hate this fucking society sometimes. Yes, I'm cussing. I'm just going off for the fact that ain't nobody know what chicken wing is but me. There we go. I just made up some saying and I'm just going to go with it. <sighs> chicken wing, chicken wing, hot dog and banana. Oh. <sighs> Thank you, guys, for listening to me rant in my longest podcast ever. You guys are probably gonna stop stop listening to me now. I did have two shots of sake, but I'm not drunk. It's just two shots, so I love sake. Japanese wine is the best. It helps you sleep. It helps me. It helps ease me into like that sleep state without having to take my medicine. I do sometimes have to take my medicine. I do sometimes have to take my medicine. I'm sorry, I'm emotional. I I do not enunciate all the time when I'm emotional. Um, Which I was a lot as a child. People said I stuttered a lot, talked fast. I did. I stuttered, talked fast, didn't enunciate. I was an emotional child because I was being beaten and psychologically abused. Um, So I think that's totally normal. Yeah, say humor. Um. Really trying to end us on a happy note. Hmm. We'll see about tomorrow. Be well. Be safe. Be happy. I do mean that. Be well. Be safe. Be happy. Don't abuse others. Don't abuse others, and please be nice.